We are in the middle of the sugya of Don Lekavskos in our Ben Odom Lechaveri series, which I'm very excited about. I'm assuming until now, everybody at least last week discussed and thought about some of the things that we had discussed, which was, number one, the idea of Ben Odom Lechaveri, how important it is, how choshev it is for our lives and for everybody that we interact and live with. And number two, specifically, we started the idea of Don Lechavskos. And then the reason we started Don Lechavskos was because... It is something, as I mentioned at the time, that is, the, it's like the foundation. It's the source of many of the other halachas that we do. For example, Lashon Hara, if you remember, we said last time, the reason why we're picking Donakovskos to be the first part of this uh, series, apart from the introduction, was because often, if we learn to look at other people with a positive look, I, right, in the way of positivity, then often what comes after that is we don't speak Lashon Hara about them, we like them, we'll do chesed with them, v'choli v'choli, right? Some of the things and advantages that we had already mentioned. Are you with me? Okay? Okay, so let's move on. Last time, which was on Thursday, we uh, quoted some beautiful Gemaras and Chazal about the idea of Dona and how it affects our lives. And we said, and we'll just mention this and we'll continue, as just for a means of Chazara, that if a person wants the Rabboni Shalom to judge him favorably, as generally what happens, okay, we all want the Rabboni Shalom to judge us favorably in all of what we do, so therefore, we have to learn to judge other people favorably, right? The Rabboni Shalom works midah keneged midah, okay? The way we act is often the way the Rabboni Shalom acts. What's that? That doesn't make a difference. He will judge us favorably. Okay? In other words, when we do something, Hashem will say, He didn't really mean it. Or He's having a hard day. Right? That, but that's not, it's irrelevant. Akash Baruch wants to give us the benefit of the doubt, but He looks to see if we do that to others. Rabbi Sai, please. Okay? Important subject today. I want to go through some of the halachas. How does it work? Somebody asked last time, Does being Don Lekavskos mean that I have to basically be naive? Like, in other words, if I see a guy going on whichever bus it is takes you to town, oh, he's probably going to pick up a package. Uh-huh. Does it mean I have to be naive? The answer is no. But it does mean you have to use a bit of imagination. Plus, you have to know the halachas that we're discussing today. Okay? It's very important to know the halachas we're discussing today, to know Donakovskos. Okay? So the Torah begins, Vayikva Perikites Posuk Tesvav. Loisasu Ovel Bamishpot Pasuk in the Torah, by the way. We're not dealing with the Durabonon, not that the Durabonon is any lighter, and not we're dealing with a Mishnah Perkyovas, not that that makes it any lighter either. But we're dealing with a simple Pasuk in the Torah. The Torah tells you, the Torah says, the Torah says many things that we do. Don't eat chametz on Pesach. You sit in a sukkah, dalit minim. All these things. The Torah also says to judge people favorably. Right? Literal translation with that, by the way, is with righteousness must you judge your fellow. And therefore, it's important for a person to understand what does it mean with righteousness? Do you judge your fellow? Exactly. How does this work? Okay. So let me give you an idea over here. The Gemara in Shvuah stuff, Lamanamad base goes through a little bit of the sugya to understand 
the, the, the definition of Donakavskos. How far does it go? How careful do we have to be? And how do we define the terms? Tonu Rabbonon, but Sadik Tishpoid Amisacha says the Gemara Shvuas Daf Lamed Aleph Omed Lamed Omed Omed Aleph, quoting the pasuk we just said. But Sadik Tishpoid Amisacha Shloye Echod Yoshev Echod Omed Echod Medaber Kol Tzorkov Echod Omed Loy Kitzed Varecha. Okay, Dova Acha, but Sadik Tishpoid Amisacha Havi Don Es Chaveru Lekapschus. Okay, to judge other people favorably. Now, I want to tell you a very, very important a Gemara. Okay? First of all, before we mention this Gemara, I want to mention to a Rambam. Okay? This is a Rambam and Hilchus Tshuva, for those of you that were with us in Elul, and remembered when we did the Rambam and Hilchus Tshuva, which was very beautiful. We probably mentioned this Rambam, but it's a very important Rambam. The Rambam seems to say by a few things. You've heard it Sunday nights, by the way, by the Shavim Shurim as well. But it's a similar idea, and there's a reason for that. Says the Rambam, okay, it's in Hilchus Tshuva, Perik Dalad, Halacha Dalad. I'll read you, I'll, I'll quote you the Lashon of the Rambam, and then we'll look at and we'll try to translate it. Basically what the Rambam is telling us, and I'm not going to exactly translate, but roughly, is that when a person is not Don Nekavschos, when a person judges other people in a non-favorable way, it's a very hard Aveira to do Tshuva. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean it's hard to do Tshuva? No. What the Rambam means when he says that is, is that people don't do Tshuva. Why? Because they think, what did I do wrong? I didn't do anything wrong. What did I do? Oh, I just thought in my head that he's going to town to do some Aveiras. I did something wrong? No. What did I do? I didn't do anything wrong. Just, just do me a favor. Just, just come sit over there. Just, just make it. Um, it says the Rambam that when a person is not, not don lekavs chus, what happens is is that he doesn't do tshuva for that avera, and it's a very bad avera. But he doesn't do tshuva because he doesn't think he did anything wrong. What did I do? I didn't realize I did anything. I didn't. I didn't speak nothing harm about him. I didn't cause any harm to him, did I? I simply thought something bad about him. When really and truly we know that being not Don Lechavschus will often cause a, a chain reaction of many different Averis that can come afterwards. Okay? So, the Gemara in Brochus, Staf Lam Aleph, tells us, that means that if you accuse someone falsely, he has the Koyach of Brocha, which is an amazing thing. Okay, Rabbi, so there's a lot of advantages to a person that's done the kaf schus. That's automatically an Aveira. You don't want to get into an Aveira for that reason. Now, Rabbi, so let me give you, let's go through some of the halachas, okay? Very important to go through some of the halachas to understand what exactly are we dealing with over here, what are the parameters, how does it work? You see a guy actually doing an Aveira, he's actually doing an Aveira. Do I have to done him the kaf schus? How does that work? And how far do I have to take this? Okay? So I want to start with a beautiful Gemara in Shabbos. I'm sure everyone here is familiar with the Gemara. It's Gemara in Shabbos, Kuf Chavzayin, I'm a base, where the Gemara goes to a beautiful story. And this is, it's, many people will know this story, but this story is basically a little bit of our introduction to some of the halachas that I want to discuss of Don Lechavskos. Okay? Listen to this story about the Haligi Rabbi Kiva. Okay? A story about the Haligi Rabbi Kiva. He worked for seven years. He worked for seven years for somebody, and on Erev Yom Kippur, he wanted to go home. He wanted to go home to visit his family, 
take his money to the family, give them parnosa, see the kids, you know. So Erevim Kippa, he comes to his boss, he said, listen, I've been working for you for seven years, that's a decent amount of time, I'm a long-term worker, I'm a very good employee, so you know, come on, I want my money, so that I can go back to my family, spend some time yontif there, whatever it is, give them the money that I've worked for, that they've been waiting for, and I would like to, and obviously I'll come back, whatever. So can I please have the money? So the boss said, I'm really sorry, I don't have any money for you. So he's like, ah, okay, so could you give me some, like, um, you know, you grow in your, in your field, apples, oranges, bananas, all sorts of things, tomatoes, cucumbers, whatever, give me all of this stuff that's worth my wages, I'll bring that back with me, I guess I'll sell it, and I'll take some to my family, and at least, I'll, at least give me the worth of my wages in food, give it to me in grain, give it to me in whatever you produce, right? So he said, um, I don't have any, I don't have any, this guy, oh, uh, could you give me some land? Maybe give me a property, give me a land, give me a piece of something that's worth my money. So he's like, um, I don't have any. Okay, could you give me some animals? So you have chickens, you have you know, some goats and cows and stuff. You know, I'll load them onto my wagon, I'll, I'll take that, it's worth something, it's worth some money. Can I have some animals, please? So he says, um, don't have any, sorry. So he's like, oh, okay. Could you give me some pillows and blankets? Can you give me something in the house worth some money in order that I can, you know, take it home and give my kids... I've been working for seven years for you. So he says, I'm really sorry. I don't have any. So he said, okay. He took his stuff, he took his belongings, and he went home. Okay? And uh, this was Erev Yom Kippur. He got home from Yom Kippur. After Sukkot, after Sukkot, the Gemara tells us, all of a sudden there's a knock on the door. And the knock on the door is from the owner, his original boss, his previous boss. And this boss has come not by himself, he's come with three huge wagons. And in these wagons is all sorts of everything that he possibly needs, of food and money and everything that he needed. Right? And he said, here's your wages. So he said to him, they sat down for a coffee, and his previous boss said to Rabbi Kiva, he said, Rabbi Kiva, I want to ask you a question. Do you remember when you were in my house and you asked for me for the wages? And you said, have you got any money? And I said, I don't have any money. What was your thought process? What was going on in your mind when I said, I don't have any money to pay you? So Bikiva said, well, I, I assume that you probably had a business deal and you invested a lot of money into the business deal. And because of that, you had no liquid cash to give me. So I understood that. He said, okay. When I told you that I don't have any, you know, produce and, and food and everything else and animals, he said, I, 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 I thought you probably rented it out or you probably sold everything previously and if you don't have. He said, um, what if I, I, you asked for property and I said, I don't have any property for you. What did you think then? He said, maybe you gave it all the way to Hegdash. And what about all about produce, apples and oranges? You see what I've got? He said, yeah, you probably didn't get mice yet. For every single thing that he asked the owner, that the owner said, I don't have. There was an excuse. And he asked, and Rabbi Kiva answered, I thought of a reason. And the boss said to him, you are right. That's exactly what happened. Now I got my money back. Here's your wages. The Gemara is telling us a very powerful story. Now, I'm not saying we're on the level of Rabbi Kiva, that we work for someone for seven years, that we could say when our boss says, I'm really sorry, I don't have any money for you. Oh, he's probably got it tied up in a business deal. I'll go home now. You know, it's not like he made a deal, he'll give it to me later. He left. Because he understood that there's always a good reason for something. 
And Betzedek Tishbet HaMesecha means to start looking at other people and judging them correctly. And the truth is we make judgments all the time. We don't even realize it, by the way. How many times during our day we make real judgments and we judge our roommates, our chavusas, our bayim, we make our family members, our bus drivers. We, can, we make judgments the whole time. We don't even express it sometimes. We don't say it. But we often judge people. And we have to learn. This Gemara is teaching us. Shabbos Kuv Gemara. How Rabbi Kiva learned to judge people favorably. Okay? Rabbi Sai. Let's go through some of the halachas. Okay? When do you have to judge someone favorably? And is there ever a time that you don't have to judge someone favorably? And you're allowed to judge them in a negative way. Okay, so listen to this, so I say, that goes through some of the rules. There are three categories of people. Category number one is a tzaddik, okay? A tzaddik basically means, not necessarily, tzaddik also means the god Ladar, and it means tzaddikim and rebels and the seder. But I'm talking about in the regular people that we encounter, we can have someone that fits into the category of a tzaddik, and that is someone that's very careful not to do averis. He's a person, specifically in Israel, whatever it is, he's very, very careful not to do a Let's take a simple and easy example. Most, if not all, from Yidin are careful not to eat chaza. I think that's a pretty good statement to say that most from Yidin do not eat chaza. And they're quite careful not to eat chaza. Okay? Now, therefore, what would happen if you see a from Yid, and you know that he's an Orthodox from Yid, going and eating a piece of chaza, right? He goes to the supermarket, they sell chaza in the, you know, these plastic things, he rips it open and, and eat protein, and he starts taking it and eating it, right? What would you say? Oh, look at this guy. How can he do that? The answer is, he's a tzaddik. Clap it, maybe he's a tzaddik. Why? He's a from yid. He keeps kosher. I won't talk about a dodgy heksha that he didn't check out the restaurant before he's sitting there. He's like, ooh, you think this place is kosher? I'm not talking about that. Oh, Rebbe, I didn't know there was some people eating in there or there's Hebrew writing on the sign it must be kosher I'm not talking about that I'm talking about straight up clear cut real chaza treif gomu what's the deal you see the guy eating there like Asher said 100% he has a medical condition he has to eat right now okay why why did you do that he's eating pig why are you judging favorably the answer is because he's a tzaddik and anyone that's a tzaddik for sure copy this avera if you see him doing something wrong, you have to, you have an obligation, a chiv da'araisa, just like there's a chiv da'araisa to put on tfenin, and to eat matzah on Pesach, and the Sheikh Lulav on the first day of Sukkot, there's a chiv da'araisa to judge this person favorably. Are you with me? Is that capable to enjoy it? That's a whole different shayla, if he's allowed to enjoy it, that's, it's irrelevant to our sukkah. Yeah. Let me, let, me, let me go through the categories, and then we'll take questions, okay? Let me go through the categories, I want to make this very clear, Okay? So, number one is a tzaddik. A tzaddik is someone that Kapidisa there is 100% clean and he's good. <coughs> okay? Let's move on to category number two. Are you with me? Okay. Category number two is a rasha. Okay? A rasha means someone that absolutely does not care about this Aveira. Okay? He is a person that you know for sure, firsthand, 100%. He has absolutely no care in the world about this particular Aveira. Now, you see him doing the Aveira. What is the din? The din is that you can assume he's doing something wrong. You do not have to dun him the kafschos, 
because you know, and knowing over here means first hand in a real way, that he is a Rosha Kabbadis Avera, and therefore there is no Shiloh whatsoever. So, for example, let's take a simple example that will make things very, very simple. I want to make things complicated. You have a neighbor in America, your next door neighbor, who is a Yid, who unfortunately is not religious. And not only is he not religious, he used to be religious. He knows what religious is all about. He threw it all away. And he's lahachis, he's angry, he does it dafkad and spite, whatever. Okay? You see this guy driving on Shabbos. You see him every Shabbos. But this Shabbos, you see him. Are you meant to say, oh, he's having a tough day. Or, oh, maybe he doesn't know that driving is awesome. No. You are allowed to judge him in a non-favorable manner. You don't have to say Lashon Hara about him. You don't have to get involved. But you don't have to say, Ooh, he's probably doing the right thing. He's probably taking Hatzala call. Maybe this morning he joined Hatzala and therefore he's on Hatzala and that's why he's driving on Shabbos. No. You could say, He is being Mechal Shabbos. He's doing the wrong thing. Someone that you know clearly, first-hand, 100%, is he Balaveir? For this Aveir, doesn't care about it, Bechal. He's considered to be a Rosh this, and therefore you do not have to judge him favorably because you know clearly they're doing the wrong thing, that he knows it's the wrong thing, and there's no reason to judge him favorably. Let me just do the middle category. I know we've got a lot of questions coming up, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. One second. First of all, you don't need to judge him. But I'm saying you don't have to judge him. But if you do, you're allowed to assume that he's doing the. the uh, you know, the, in other words, the Torah is not asking us to be naive. The Torah is not asking us to like just ignore the fact that you have a, a guy who's next door to you, Michal Shabbos, and say, well, he's probably not solo taking someone to the, to the hospital. You don't have to be an idiot. You have to be normal also. Right? That, that's what's going on over here. Mm. And there's another reason, by the way. There's another reason as well. And that is, sometimes, if you would judge him favorably, you will never correct yourself from doing anything wrong. You know, if you're never recognizing that anyone does anything wrong, that will never stop you from doing anything, anything wrong. Sometimes you have to recognize, yes, there are people, unfortunately, they're doing the wrong thing. Let's move on. Category number three, our boy said, and this is where it gets complicated. Okay? Is that anyone with me? I know we're going a little bit longer than normal, but just, just bear with me, Rabbi Sai. Okay? We're going for the Bainini, the middle person. We're going to end over here, and then we'll take some questions afterwards. The Bainini is a guy. That tries to be careful from his abeyers, but sometimes he slips. Right? It happens to many. We try, but sometimes we slip. So he's the middle, he's the middle ground, he's the bainini. So the halacha applies like this. If the action that he's doing can look either good or bad, right? Then, if you notice you have a suffix, then you have to judge him favorably. Okay, for example, you have a roommate, you have a friend who tries very hard not to speak Lashon Hara. He doesn't want to speak bad about other people. So, so therefore, so therefore you try. <laughs> uh, roommates is a bad example over here. So maybe you have someone in your life that doesn't let, that tries he tries not to speak Lashonara, right? But sometimes he, he falls and he speaks Lashonara. Right? He's about to say something, right? Now he's about to gesture something, and you don't know if he's gesturing something good or bad. And I mean, but generally he tries. This time I'm not sure. Does he mean it in a good way or a bad way? The Allah is Don Lakat Schus. You have to judge him favorably. Probably he means it in a good way. Probably he's gesturing something in a good way. However, if it looks more, it's tilting more towards the Lashon Hara's side, then you're not Chayib to judge him favorably. It's a Midas Chasidus, however, to say, we don't know what happened and leave it unresolved in your mind. What we still have to go through, Rabbi Sai, is how about someone that you don't know? He's a total stranger. What's the din of a guy that you don't know? Right? You don't know. I don't know which way. Is he a Balaveira? Is he a Russia? Is he a Sonic? I don't really know the guy. 
How do I judge? Not that I have to, but if I do, how do I judge him? So tomorrow, Be'ez Hashem, we're going to finish off the sugya of Don Lekav and then we shall move on after that to the next topic. Thank you for coming.